0: Offers and contests. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to BetOnline.ag. Once again, BetOnline.ag code CLNS50 to get you 50 off your initial deposit.
1: A lot of times, I add a lot of salt to it. Yeah.
0: Trying. All right, we're here. We're talking about shepherd's pie because that's shepherd's what we're doing. The top prior to the start of the post game show. I don't know. Obviously, I'm
2: tired. Let's yeah. start by saying, let's start by saying happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody out there. Um, Celtics didn't hold up their end of the bargain on St. Patrick's Day of all days, but um, we will try not to let it ruin, ruin the day. I'll say this. I'm having a better St. Patrick's Day than I did last St. Patrick's Day when it was like the start of COVID and Tom Brady was like, oh, by the way, I'm out. Like, so is oh, that today, what Yeah. yeah was we, it on St. Patrick's we, Day? It was on St. Patrick's Day, and I—I'll never forget it. I was on—I was—I'm not going to get into it, but I will just never forget how bad that day was. But today's better. Celtics couldn't hold it up on their end, but we're moving on.
0: Uh, what do you guys do? You want to start at the beginning or start at the end? End.
2: Why don't you skip the game?
0: Well, the first half no. was a
2: disaster. Should
0: we get—should we get right to Bobby crying about they have to do something, or do we—do we, do we want to wait a little on that? We can do that. We'll five minutes. We'll do five minutes bit. on the game. All right. So, all right. Let's let's start at the end. I, you know, it, it, again, the end matters. It's hard. Look, I, I don't even know. I mean, they they clearly didn't come out to play, um, and, and they were just sleepwalking. I thought it was clear. It's. I felt like they read the articles written about them last night. Um, and like they tried to play, I don't know what they tried to do, but they jacked a ton of threes. And I know that that was a criticism that they weren't taking enough of them. And it looked like they went out of their way to take a bunch of threes. They just weren't really falling. Um, they just didn't, the, the effort on the first half was just atrocious. I mean, that was a really bad, that first quarter was, it was just awful. They just, they just didn't show up. We'll get into the, I know you guys said, start with the late. I did want to start at the beginning. Like, how do you come out like that?
2: A little tired, maybe. I mean, I know mean, that's like an excuse, obviously, but it was the second night of a back-to-back on the road. No Kemba Walker. Um, they stink to begin with. Uh, what else? Um, again, slow what? start from from Tatum and Brown, right? I mean, isn't that what it always what it always comes comes down to? I mean, Tatum was on yeah, fire definitely. there uh, late in the game. I mean, he was, you know, he was you know All Star Tatum. But again, it, it feels like it takes these guys a half to get into the game.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Jalen did it in catch the third, Tatum in yeah. the fourth, And but, but, yeah, nothing in the first half. I
2: mean, they, yeah. they, can't shoot. They, can't,
0: they can't shoot and they can't defend, so you can't come out and play with no effort. But
1: go ahead, Josue. No, I think you can say that, but also, I mean, l- l- let's face it, and, and I don't know this anonymous player that said it. I mean, Goodman had the scoop, right? Like, th- these guys have a target on their back. So I, I think when teams see Tatum and Brown struggling, they just get amped up. I mean, listen, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. I'm like, these are two proven scores. And you don't think they've done their homework? I mean, let's face it. This isn't the first time back, you know, guys in the backcourt have gone nuts against the Celtics. And you get that opportunity in the first quarter. And I just think they, they just not... Listen, teams aren't afraid of the Celtics. I think that's what it is. So if the Celtics don't come out with that intensity on defense, then they see the green light and they go nuts, specifically on the road, and especially when you have top-notch scores. Well, I, okay, listen, we're not going to call them top-notch scores, but, I mean, they'll put up 20 a night any given night. And when they see the Celtics and Jason Tatum, they see an opportunity to prove themselves. And I think that's what that's what we saw. I mean, listen, yeah, they got out to a slow start, Tatum and Brown, but also let's not – Forget the fact that the, the Cavs punched them in the mouth and they grabbed that lead quickly and they, ha- they had a steady lead throughout most of that first half. I mean, they were comfortable out there. The Celtics don't make teams uncomfortable. That's the problem. Yeah,
3: they they don't get out in transition enough. I think quite a few of their problems stem from that slow start. So Marcus Smart had to end up taking most of the respons- offensive responsibilities throughout this one. And you know we often see how that goes. It got them back into it a little bit late but it wasn't a recipe for success. And I thought once you get behind on the offensive end, you lose some of that defensive intensity. So both their issues on both sides of the floor leaked into each other, specifically for Smart, who I thought was so bad defensively in this one, getting torched by those guards who can be great on some nights. I think those guys have potential, Sexton and Garland, but the ceiling's not massive for either of them. I don't see Lillard or you know high-level guards for either of those guys. They're, they're quality guards. They're inefficient. They shoot in the low 40s. They're 38% three-point shooters, so sometimes they can go off from that aspect. But the defense wasn't good enough tonight, and a large part of it was because they were jacking so many shots. They weren't moving offensively. They were missing a ton of shots, so they were giving feedouts for Cleveland to get out in transition. And as they've done all season, they gave up points look, in the paint after points in the paint.
0: Look, the, the stat of the night is the Jays took 50 shots, 50 shots, okay? They, they they were five for twenty three from three. Okay, just inefficient offense. Okay, they're just jacking threes and they just didn't hit. Uh, missing all game free throws gone.
3: still. Everything. A couple of games ago, just, they did that as well. That's the, the the
0: those are the those are the stat lines of um, you know, guys who put up twenty something on losing teams. You know that that's that's what you see, and th- those are those are those are loser stat lines. Okay, and like yeah. they both. It, and it's unfair. I mean, again, the, they played well in, against Utah, you know, better than they did tonight. They both played not great tonight. And they just jacked a ton of shots. They didn't go in. Um, and that's what you have. You know, it's, again, it's, you know.
2: It, I mean, I didn't think they shot awful. They just, they had a, this was really, really cold in the first half. I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, if you look at the two uh, three-pointers, um, Jalen Brown was two for ten. So, obviously, that's horrific. But aside from that, I wasn't like, oh, my God, these guys are. No, you're damned if you do, damned
1: it. if
0: you don't. If they pass to people, we're like, what the hell are they having grand well, shoot the for? They're, right. they're screwed. Like they're screwed. We they want anymore.
2: them to shoot. But if, if they're not shooting 40 to 50%, then, you know, this a game like this happens. You know, especially if you're not playing defense that you're capable of playing. It felt like in the second half they came alive. But I give credit to the Cavs. They didn't, you know, they, they didn't give up. You know, they they, they kept hitting big shots too and, and and you know they were aggressive and you know sexton you know got got a little bit going there later in the game once he, he was quiet for a bit so i mean you give a bad team you give a bad team hope they're not really a bad team anymore and that's kind of what the celtics did and what they've done
0: let me ask you this for anybody i i, I understand the conundrum here with the J's is. Of course, we argue when they don't, I mean, we, we blame them when they don't shoot, you know, we blame them when they do, they're in a tough spot, <laughs> but I don't know if they understand the concept of making your team better in terms yeah. of they, they, that's, that's kind of what it comes down to. There's, it's one thing to say to just decide to not shoot on this possession versus mm-hmm. actively trying to work other people into the offense. Do you think when those guys have the ball that their primary thought is, how am I going to get the ball to somebody in a scoring position on this play? Or they're thinking, how am I going to get mine? And not mine because they want the stats, mine because that's how they're wired to play. You know, Jalen Brown, when he starts to go, he's not looking for a dump off. I mean, how many times have you seen him start going to the basket and he dishes ever very very rarely okay it's a it's a straight go so it's yeah. I and that's why I, I that's why I think people don't get like sometimes they'll get some assist numbers and it happens but again there's a difference between just not shooting every time down and actively trying right. to make your teammates better I don't know that they're doing it enough um it's so true. I don't know how those guys would do um you know if if, if, if it went a little differently
1: I, I I really don't know I really don't know no, I'm with you, John. I, I agree with that. I, I think you're spot on because I, I, think, I think a lot have of tunnel vision time, when they have the ball. That's it. I, I, I think put it this way going into that fourth quarter, and listen, I get it. Tatum went five for five in that beginning, you know, stretch of that, of that fourth quarter. You're like, okay, here we go. Here, here comes the Celtics. But at the same time, you do going into that fourth quarter, these guys aren't gonna look to their teammates and say, All right, let's all you know get together and try to come back here because they're like, listen, this is the Cleveland Cavaliers. We have to take over this one, all right? This isn't, you know, a, a, one of the top teams in the NBA, so now it's up to us to take over. And I, and I definitely thought uh, saw that. But honestly, John, I'm thinking that maybe these two could pull it off tonight. You know, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it 100 because, honestly, Jalen Brown, that fifth one in a row, he gave that look to Jason Tatum. Yeah, you know, I was like, you know what, Jalen, I, I respected that because he recognized that, that, that Tatum was hot. And you know what? I was I got to go in the third quarter, but I'm gonna keep Tatum going. And I thought that was really, you know, that, that was a good representation of, of their relationship in the sense of that they were able to work off of each other. But in the end of the day, you know, when the Cats really got going, they panicked. And they took they took bad shots, you know. So yes, they're not in that spot where you can say, okay, Tatum and Brown are gonna save the day, you know. Nine times out of 10, you know, and that's a problem for this team, obviously, because we're talking about a 500 team and they they rely heavily on those two all stars. So when they're when they're up against a a double digit deficit in the fourth quarter, it's not always guaranteed, even if Jason Tatum goes five for five to start the quarter that the Celtics are going to be able to pull that one out. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think the offense is kind of set up for those limitations that they have in those games. It's a ton of isolation. It's a ton of direct action. And you see Tatum and Brown get most of their assists off either kickouts in the lane, when the defense collapses, maybe some rolling bigs here or there, specifically when Rob's in the game. But there isn't a high level of movement. And that starts with them, but it also stems from other players who are more stagnant around them, guys that don't move, guys that aren't positionally aware on the floor. Smart helps that somewhat. I think we've seen the offense get a little better since his return, especially since he can facilitate. But beyond that, that's it. But why move though? That's the thing. Is this is where it gets like? Do you
0: see them hitting a lot of? I mean, outside of Rob who, who and and Marcus who find guys going back door and things like that, and are looking. I mean, the two guys who try to set people up, I may, amazingly are smart and and Rob Williams, uh, yeah, you know, which is which is uh, which is unreal to me. Uh, but but it is wow. first. Rob how many Williams guys mentioned. How many guys are cutting because they think like, oh, Tatum's going to find me. Like nobody, you know. Like you talk about stagnation, like. I just don't think you do that. We've all played some level of basketball to the point where like, you know who you're on the court with. And you're like, I make a sharp cut here and I get my man leaning and I go back door. He's going to find me. He's going to, you know, so you're, you're looking for these opportunities. You're like, this is how I'm going to get the ball in my hands. I just don't know what the point of it is here. It's, this is an isolation offense. I mean, you look at the you look at the end of the game and how this goes down. It's 100 to 96. What happens? They hand the ball to Tatum. He's dribbling against three guys trapped in the corner. That whole possession, you're like, this is going to end badly. And he takes because a really he, poor shot. They go the other way him. and score. Then Brown misses a friggin' early in the shot clock three. A Coro with the dunk and one ball game. That's it. Four goes to nine, and that was it. You know. Right. Just, just ugly stuff, and again, you want them taking the shots, but I mean, the degree of difficulty on the shots, the forces, never looking around for other people, you know. And again, I, I get it. There's plenty in the comments right now saying, "What do you want them to do?" I don't know. You know, <laughs> you don't, you don't really know. Uh, it seems like they're cursed either way.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's-, that's that's sort of yeah, that's sort of spot on here because when you think about it in those situations, I mean, they're not going to look to those guys unless there's four four seconds on the shot clock and they're triple teamed. I mean, let's face it. Guys, those role players. That's when they. That's when they're they're ready to catch and shoot because otherwise they know that at the end of the day, Tatum and Brown, especially when they're in panic mode, are gonna are gonna uh, try to take things into their own hands. They're only looking for their teammates and those opportunities when there's you know little to, to, to no no more time left on the shot clock.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, people no are mistake. mad here. In, people are mad here in the comments. It is hard to blame the Jays. You're not again. They're dra- they're graded on a curve, guys. They you're either. Two stars that can transcend, you know, some mediocre lineups and get your team through tough times, or you're the two, you're the two guys who get stats on a bad team. You're one of those two, right? You know, mm-hmm. every team has a couple of ball players like this. You know, not every team, but there's a lot of there's a lot of teams with with a tandem of stars right now, and some are, you know, and some have better supporting cast than others. But right now, they're trending towards. You know, just being able to just do this with this with this group and not much else. I know they need a facelift, and I know, Bobby, you're dying for something here. I don't know what makes this better right now. I really don't know. I don't know that one player makes – one other player standing around waiting for his turn to score. I don't know if that makes it better.
1: Bobby's, I mean, maybe Bobby's about to trade a whole bench depth. right now. I don't know. Bobby's about to trade a whole second unit. Get him out of here. I don't know what else you
3: do at this point because the, what's what's going on right now isn't working. So we, we can have that discussion again later, but it's it's one of two directions at this point. You either free up younger players on this roster for more opportunity, more minutes, and hope that they can fill those roles better. Or you consolidate minutes of a grant, of a semi, of those guys who, again – Fairly empty minutes tonight, especially Semi in that starting lineup. That that starting lineup, I know going into the game before this, bef- the game before this, that had actually been their best lineup uh, that had played at least twenty minutes together. They were like a plus thirty six, but you didn't see it in that game. Um, beyond that, Kemba, y- you see the importance of him every single night he misses. Yeah, just you're just not reliable. Have yeah. It's not. A, it's
0: not. Bobby, it's no. I mean, and again. I know everybody's mad that we're criticizing the Jays. It as what Joe Sway. What Joe said earlier, alluding to the Goodman comment. That's part of this. That's the story right now. When you don't have Kemba out there, you really have no one. The pressure is all on those guys to score. It is not. I'd love to. I'd love to see the numbers on the Kemba back to backs. For, for, what the, for what the Jays have shooting percentage-wise because it's so easy to key on them. They're going to take contested shots. The entire defense is, is focused on them, so it's always going to be harder in these games, always going to be harder because, you you know, with Kemba out there, you, get to, you usually have two scorers on the floor at, at, at any given time. Here with these guys, they've just got to carry the water, and they, they did in a couple periods. Like I said, Jalen in the third, Jason in the fourth, but all game long, it's the, all the focus is on them, and there's no other options. There's no options out there.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I was, I was going to say, let's not forget, Kemba Walker didn't play tonight. So they probably win that game with Kemba Walker, but it just goes back to the fact that they're just not a deep team, and they, they literally need every guy, like all hands on deck, in order for them to compete, even with teams that aren't even playoff teams, right? So um, that's why I've been saying that I don't think you know just bringing in a depth guy is worth you know all this (laughs) all these assets because i just don't know (laughs) i just don't know if that's enough to put them over the over the top well i do know it's definitely not enough yeah (laughs) so yeah i mean everything you guys said is 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 on the mark um but yeah I'm, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna necessarily criticize i'm not gonna overly criticize them but i will say that their their inconsistency Starting games has become a real problem because, I mean, what is it, like 18 points, I think, coming out of the first quarter? And, you know, it's just not a good way to set the tone. You know, you want to put you want to, you want to sort of like punch a bad team in the mouth early on. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to get their hopes up and get them in a a little bit of a groove. I mean, you know, at looking, looking at the Cavs roster, I mean, they had guys performing tonight that, you know, it's just typical. You know, that random dude goes off against the Celtics. I'm not saying it was to that extent, but I mean, a guy like, garland for example 25 points you know and he was yeah this, this is the worst they got lit up
3: by the worst offense in the nba oh right.
2: god it, it, you also get curl, it, it's, it's, 15, yeah. you know
3: it's
0: amazing,
2: amazing. Yeah, and, and, they, and they let it happen i mean that that's the thing is you know there's no denying that you know the celtics talent wise at least at the top absolutely murders the Cavs. you know and and this they, is where it's
3: getting frustrating They have the talent to defend, don't they? I mean, this is all belief and commitment to that end of the floor. There's not. Well, Kemba is the only guy you would look at and say, there's a weak link to. Well, the Jays are.
1: I was going to say, Bobby, he's been the one who's been crushing on that. He's
3: the one, yeah. He he has the most commitment and attention to detail. Smart Brown and Tatum. The Jays are playing
0: horribly on defense. They really have. Brown is. Brown is horrible. Is, right that now, I mean. is that a superstar
2: thing? That a superstar thing? That's
0: what worries me now. Is like great. I, that's what I hate about that. I hate that. It yeah. all goes
2: back
3: to Thompson's comments. My least favorite comments of the year. That we're playing for something bigger. Uh, you know, yeah, we you don't we don't come probably. out and put all that. He he started naming teams like Detroit, Sacramento that you know are putting all their energy and effort into these games to knock them off, and it's like. <laughs> That's what it takes in the regular season. Jalen, Jalen's Jaylen, <laughs> effort
0: and ability on the defensive <laughs> side Imagine. has been rough. I mean, I remember uh, yesterday. There's a couple times where he's up, he's up on Mitchell, and Mitchell went by him like he was standing still. I mean, yeah. embarrassing, embarrassing breakdown. Yeah, you you saw like, that stuff
3: with Smart tonight.
0: Uh, and smart too, I look, i've been I've always said this about smart. Smart to me is an opportunistic defender, um, but yeah. he's not a great one on one defender, and he's not great keeping quicker players in front of him. That's not his thing. That's not what he does. He's sneaky, he's got quick hands, uh, you know, he can trap, he's smart, he's heady, he cuts off passing lanes, he does a lot of good things. He is not a, you know, he fights through screens, he's tough, takes charges, all of that stuff. He does not keep quick guys in front of him. He can't do it. It, it, you like know, Donovan, gets,
1: you've been, you've been saying that for about two years now. That's true. Yes. It's accurate. It's accurate. Yeah. It's
0: accurate. I think he's way overrated. He does a lot of great things defensively. He's not a great one-on-one defender. He's not a, you know, slap the floor yeah. and let's go. You know, yeah. you know, I, I got you sort of guy. It's just not his thing. I, I always, neither I, is Jalen, and he should yeah,
1: be. With, with Smart, I always think it's, it's more the intensity. It's the attitude. It's the effort. It's the, like you said, like, you know, whether it's taking a charge or getting in the middle of a, you know, breaking up a screen, mm-hmm. you know, it's that. It's like the 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 annoying uh, you know, aggravating things that scorers can't stand that he does to the point where, in that fourth quarter, he gets under your skin, like so. But yeah, I'm with you though. Pure staying in front of someone or one of the quicker guards in the NBA, yeah, in an open space, it's, it's not great for Marcus.
3: So I, I did some rapid fire research on thank you those Kemba situations when he's out, and they have lost five straight in those situations now. Hey, there you go, Bobby, and, and you're just about right. So tonight it came down to. What, 11-24, 11-26? They were just under 50%, but that Atlanta blood it was 20-37%. and 37%. Uh, Atlanta, The first Atlanta game that they lost at home, it was 52-30, a little better, but Pritchard plays a lot in that game. Detroit lost, the Sadiq Bay game. It's 52-41, and 41, not bad, but Pritchard plays a lot. And then that Sacramento game, 38-42, and 42, not great. It was Tremont Waters on the ball in that game. And it was kind of inconsistent results for him there. So the question seems to be when Kemba's out, who jumps in that point guard spot? Pritchard had been doing a good job for a while. And I think that's why the offense was hanging on early in the year. So that's something I, we haven't talked about it a ton, but why is Pritchard out of this rotation? Well, he he wasn't tonight. Yeah, yeah.
0: Was no, he the first guy? Out of bench no, no, no. Well, well Bobby, he's not out like, of it,
3: but he's not he's not
1: as involved. Bobby well, he was wrong. the first guy he off the, said, the bench tonight, I think. He 18 minutes. Bobby asked the wrong question, though. The question is, why, why is Jeff Teague playing 15 minutes? Like, listen, if you're doing something in that first seven, eight minutes, all right, I'm with you. Let, ride with him. But, I mean, if he's not giving you much, uh, I mean, it's, I, I don't understand it down the stretch. He, he played a lot. Teague was the – I mean, look, the real
0: test is, when, in the Kemba games, why does Teague play at all? And this was my rant prior to the game. And again, I, we got to all get there at this point. What's being gained by grant minutes, semi minutes? We've been saying this from this I've been saying this all year. What's being gained? Nothing. Like honestly though, you have to see and again, Bobby, you made the uh, you made the money ball analogy last game and some writer picked it up today. I swear really I think Somebody somebody took it from you. Somebody grabbed it and, and mentioned it. But you made it last night. It's a good one. I don't know if Danny goes out and trades people, but Danny's got to walk into that office and say, "Brad, I love you, buddy, and I know you're trying to win games, but I really 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 I, I, it's I'm not you're not going to get fired. It's okay, but you got to start playing you, we got to see what we have in Neesmith, Romeo when he comes back, Pritchard, you got to cut the Teague minutes, cut the Grant minutes. If it costs us a game or two, no big deal. We got to see what we have in these guys. And again, because one, they'll either have greater value to you than the guys you're currently playing, and two, you may be developing assets heading into the offseason. Like, you can't go this whole year just trying to win a ball game or two by playing Grant 15, 20 minutes a game, Teague 15, 20 minutes a game. Make You gain nothing from it.
1: Yeah, but you don't think Teague, especially in this season, especially against a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers, you don't think they're going to make sure he gets at least ten to fifteen minutes, just to—I don't know—I don't want to use the word showcase, but just to show people, hey, this guy can give you a little no, something. There's
3: no, there's no Teague showcase. I mean, a he few weeks something. ago, we thought he, he was on the mean, bench. He was on the bench completely out of the rotation a couple weeks ago, and we thought he was going to be gone at this point. Right after that deadline that you can actually cut bait with him, which passed a couple weeks ago. We thought like there'd maybe be a bio guy in here, you'd be dumping him for a roster spot in a trade or something, but is he gonna be on the roster all year? I mean, if they don't make a move, that's that seems like a possibility. Just play the guys, man. The the, the look, you've got your you're
0: starting when smart's back, your starting five should be the Jays, Smart, Kemba, and Rob, okay? And I don't wanna hear it, okay? I don't wanna argue anymore about it. Okay, <laughs> it's obvious right now. And then you have Tice. You have Romeo, you have Neesmith, you have Pritchard. And if anybody else plays, that's fine. But that's nine players. That's all you should be playing, really, at this point. And you get into games later in the year where you need to win or positioning and this and that, of course. And that doesn't mean only nine. That's just well, the nine Thompson I want to too. see right
2: now. Thompson that's, will play, obviously. And Thompson,
0: yeah. of course. That's ten players. That's more than enough. If And it's not like you're sacrificing a lot by playing. You're not like sitting guys who are like, oh, these guys really got to play. Yeah. Demi and Grant
3: don't need to play. You're, you stand to gain so much more by playing Antigua. But at this point, John, what you're mentioning is a playoff rotation. And they're going to start a playoff rotation in early March. That's the thing here. Not, they can't drive Tatum and Brown 40 minutes every single night, which they've done tonight and then they did yesterday, just to try to scrap out these wins. I think that's what's driven Tatum and Brown into the ground all year. Is they've extend, there haven't been any blowouts this year where those guys can get a rest and sit down and relax. They can't sit out games. They haven't been hurt. Well, they should, but that's the thing off, is,
0: it. they should be able to sit out a game, and then you should just let the other guys play. There, we should have had well, at least, at least in this season,
3: there should have been. They can't afford three- to do that at twenty and twenty.
0: But you're losing anyway. There should be two or three games where these are the Neesmith Pritchard games, where they start and they play thirty-five minutes, and the Jays sit, and that that automatically, and beyond working them into the rotation for ten to fifteen minutes a night, easy. Where we were with oh, these no, before?
1: What, what, what championship contender are you watching? Like that's a championship contender. Like yeah. that's what the Lakers do. That's every not going to happen. happen. That's not going to happen. That's, 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 that's like, real... like what
2: we tell. That's like what we tell Bobby. Like they're not going to tank. They're not going to punt. Like, listen, I'm all for like resting a guy. Like everyone in they the they lose like, anyway, does guys. Except Brett, I know, but that. It besides how many the point? games they did lose, I say sit lose.
0: These guys and they lost them. Quite a few. Sure.
2: Who I mean, they, they should. Pre- I think they probably will sit. You know, maybe some guys down the stretch as they do prepare for the playoffs, if they make the playoffs. I mean, this game tonight's not a great Damn. example. You don't. You didn't have Langford. You didn't have Thompson. You didn't have Kemba Walker. Yeah, that's the so, thing
3: too. You don't have all okay. these other guys night in and night out.
2: Right. So of course you're going to have minutes are going to tick up for a guy like Grant or Teague or whatnot. Right. So you know, I, I think they do still want to see what they have in Grant. I don't think they're giving up on him. I hate to say what? it. what. They're not. I mean, clearly they're not. <laughs> if, they, if There is no option for you guys. You guys hate every single
3: option, I guess it's fair because there's no great option for this guy. Are we wrong? If, if they're going to stand pat like you guys want them to, Grant's going to start playing a lot because you he's going to need to be part of that rotation. Okay, that I'll ask
0: you this now. Was was, that, was P.J. Tucker worth a first-round pick to you? <sighs> On this team, is that – do you hey, – I recognize first-round picks might turn into nothing. Are you kidding me? You'd give up a first-round pick for PJ Tucker on this team right now to do what? I would finish think about four it. games over five hundred. What? What yeah, is that going to do
2: right. for you? Well, they flipped first-round picks, right? Isn't that how it went? Kind of like they traded a pick for and. Oh, is that it? Good. I think. Well, that that was, was, it I don't that's
1: what you meant by maybe. You may. You may give up a first-round pick.
0: Ugh. Trevor Ariza, Bobby's so upset about that.
3: Just because the cost oh, is so Reza. low, all you hear from the Celtics is the, the prices are high around the league. And then you see a second rounder and Myers-Leonard get that done. I'm not saying try, Trevor Reza would change the Celtics, but it just goes to show there's certain moves, there's certain swap-outs that you could do on this roster here if you're willing to give up picks. And that's why I keep going back to picks. PJ, What Token are you doing Nick with those? 0.0 difference. Hey, let's see how he does on the Bucks because I all think it's box. pretty evident he hasn't committed – The Rockets this year, and they had to send him home because of that. Although there's a case that he could be done. He he was pretty bad this year. He's got that guy's got a YMCA body, you
0: know. Like he makes he makes Grant look good.
2: (laughs) I mean, Danny's pretty much already said that. Like he knows that they're they're further away than what you know bringing in a a bench guy is going to do. So he's he's not going to make a trade like that. He's pretty much told you that. Like he goes on the radio and says, like, yeah, we're probably not going to do that. Like we we gain the. Yeah,
3: because there is a case that one of those guys would be better than one of the Celtics bench guys. Certainly, Teague, as we toss his name around. Uh, yeah, how many different sure. guys would you like to swap out Teague for? Point guards, in particular, like think of swapping out Teague for George Hill. And we're going to get into smaller names at this point because we're all Who's United doing Antarctica. that?
2: Thunder <laughs> want a lot
3: of picks. Just start sending those picks out. <laughs> it's exhausting. Talking about these
0: trades, Who, who's going to? I got a whole
3: bag of ideas back.
0: Who's going to take week. Grant or Teague from you? This this is like like I said, these are we. This Leonard. <laughs> this is a wei no, collar a cat. trade. Strictly for cap purposes.
2: There's
0: a reason Trevor Ariza's on his tenth team, guys. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's
1: old. move, though. That's what it is. I saw him.
3: Uh, I saw him in the locker room. Probably about a year ago, right before the pandemic ended, and he wasn't playing with that Blazers team. And he was just kind of walking around looking like a coach. I was like, Is is this guy still playing? (laughs) He's like Haslam. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. He's the new Haslam.
3: He was was on that 09 Lakers team. He's been around forever.
2: Wow. I covered that series.
3: No, the Magic Lakers series.
2: Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's what I thought you were talking about. Oh nine, Yeah, that's what I meant. Man.
2: Anyways.
1: You really that crazy about the reason? Team. I'm kind of surprised.
2: No, uh, I think it, what Bobby's saying, Bobby's not really crazy about hold on, sure. No, no, hold on, hold on. Think, let, me, think,
1: let me, I should, I should reference that by saying after I'm taking, our, 30, I'm taking 30, our 30 Young conversation. After our 30s Young conversation, I'm surprised.
3: So, Thad yeah. Young's a name I dug a little bit on today around both circles. And if you look at the standings, The Bulls are a game behind the Celtics. And after tonight, depending on how the Bulls game went, I mean, they could be a half game back of the Celtics. So why are the Bulls selling to the Celtics when they might be better than the Celtics? I mean, particularly offensively, the Bulls have a top 10 real deal offense. They fully believe they're going to make these playoffs with Billy Donovan in there and Zach Levine playing at a near all-NBA level. So Thad Youngtree might be dead because the Bulls might be better than the Celtics.
2: Right. I mean, you don't, when you, when those bad young rumors were kind of coming around, nobody was anticipating the Bulls and the Celtics like flipping, you know, spots, I guess, in the standings, right? Um, if the Bulls are all of a sudden going from a pretender to a team that's trying to make the playoffs, then, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe they're not trying to be sellers. Maybe they are going to stand patent, try to build. Let something. me put
3: this in perspective right now because this is where the Celtics are. They are tied with the Hawks for the sixth seed. So they're in the seventh seed with the tiebreaker. And they're a half game up on the Knicks are the eighth seed. And then the Bulls are just a game and a half back. They end up losing tonight. So they are legitimately on the edge of the playoffs. If you're that seven or eight seed this year, right, you're playing that play-in round. So you might not even get into the playoffs if you're in that seven or eight seed. That's where this team is right now.
2: Look like right now. I'm not gonna get hung up. I'm not gonna get too hung up on like a game or two. I mean, this ahead of you, and they're the fourth seed. So I mean, really, anything yeah. can change. But your point being, there's you know a lot of teams sort of with a chance to make this these playoffs. So you might even have less sellers than you typically would. I don't. I don't know. I mean, even even the Cavs. I mean, as bad as they are, they they you know they're not they're not out of the playoffs. Uh, even. They're they're, they're further
1: out of it than some of these teams.
2: Yeah, but Bobby four like. Games but, back. But,
1: a week ago, the Heat were, like, 11th, you know? Like,
3: yeah. No, you can turn around, but I, w- I don't envision that being the Cavs. I don't envision that being no, the I Wizards. Don't. But there are teams like the Raptors, like the Bulls, who you could easily see making the playoffs. And at this point, like, I don't want to go here, but could those teams overtake the Celtics? Yes. <laughs> like, could, <laughs> Do we have to start thinking about the Celtics maybe not making the playoffs?
2: Is that a possibility here?
1: I think that's a conversation Definitely. we'll have after the deadline, after the trade deadline.
2: Definitely a possibility, though. I mean, think about it. They're they're one injury away from being uh, – They're
0: a legit injury. injury away from for that happening, yeah. John's like, and what at did that point,
1: What conversation? At that
3: point, happen? what happened? And, you know, what's the difference between making the playoffs and losing in that play-in round? Another Aaron Neesmith. Yeah. yeah. Another 14 <laughs> pick and, a, and another shot at a Neesmith-type player. So right um, now the Celtics would be picking 16th. So – they can start sinking below that. Ah, uh, that's a James Young. Right um,
2: Everyone, pay very close attention to the uh, March Madness uh, starting tomorrow because you might- <laughs> right. <laughs> you might I watch. only
0: watch. I only watch when the Celtics have a good pick. Right here we you go. You have a
2: better pick than you think. All
0: right. I, I while I was gone, I did check in, and uh, Rob Williams' leg has not fallen off despite the 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 the, the minutes that he played tonight. That's what's uh, up. How was the
3: knee? Was it a knee injury tonight? Shocking.
0: I don't know. What did it look There's
2: like little,
0: to you? It was the hip, right, Bobby? Weird, Clearing Brad was it.
2: fine putting him in.
0: It looked like a little hyperextension situation, but he seems fine. Yeah, he got and back he on, in there and played the closing stretch. Not only did stretch. he seem
2: fine, just, can we just appreciate that stat line again real quick? 13 points, 14 rebounds, three assists, it was four tw- blocks. Yeah, Sorry. It was, it's actually
0: 27 <laughs> minutes. That's the second most he's ever played. Second most.
3: Um, most of the season. Are you guys happy yet? Because this this is it right here. This is what you I mean, want.
0: It's not a matter of happiness at this point, Bobby. I was happier. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, who day. would not be happy with this for over thirty minutes? Like what? Right. What? What more can the guy? I mean, he's all. He literally is almost. I mean what more can he do that, that uh, sequence there when he was like freaking ed reed playing free safety when he was trapping and then <laughs> releasing back into the back towards the basket and picking off passes and blocking shots who what who have you ever seen do that before? It? who does that? It? Was like, that, that was unbelievable that stretch Unreal yeah. Belichick would be like, Oh my god, he was unbelievable! Just the awareness to be able to jump out the trap to get back in the play. I mean, that was unbelievable there. Uh, just yeah, everything he did the, the, the block shots, the assists again, another, I mean, big down the stretch, too. I mean, yeah, he I had think, nice, I think we all,
1: nice
2: hands at the rim.
1: I think we all got to pitch in. We're gonna, we're gonna all pitch in and get Johnny, uh, a, 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 a Time Lord jersey, put Time Lord so on the back I, of it. The-
2: i,
3: I I'm, I'm sick of playing the game that we fight over that because i do want to legitimately give him some props for the air strides that he's made and that's rebounding he's one of the best permanent rebounders in the nba at this point i didn't think he was that good of a rebounder last year and particularly his rookie year he didn't box out he was just always going for the ball uh the traps there was a great trap against utah and then once they started pressing tonight he was so active in space so he's not just that rim protector anymore he can get out and Defend some shots. I thought he got out to the corner well tonight. And you're starting to see the things that make him such a great defender at this point. So it's great to see him getting more minutes. It's great to see him earning more minutes and trust and all that stuff. The, the And this is just what keeps creeping with him. And I know it has nothing to do with the injury concerns, but the minute he hits a season high, he takes a mean spill and he's sitting in the locker room for five, ten minutes. It's. there's just all this injury stuff around him that gets so concerning once you finally start to unlock the promise of him. I'm I'm thoroughly came back because that was legitimately scary when it happened. Yeah, I mean, I just like at this point, you
0: know, it's hard to like say like, oh, he needed to play more in order to win. I'm just, I'll continue to be baffled about what any hesitation. I mean, Tice played less than Rob tonight. Tice couldn't have had less of an impact on tonight's game. I mean, it's... it's, (laughs) Three... Three fouls, two turnovers, and zero points. One field goal attempt. I mean, I, I again, I, I every night we see like this. I am just, I'm baffled why it continues to be a conversation. You have a guy who literally looks arguably like the best player on the court at times, and we're arguing about whether he's, well, are we playing him too much? Play the f out of him, man! Like you're right right now, you're (laughs) you're dying for impact players. So I mean, want to win, right? Yeah. Every time you see glimpses, it's great, but this isn't an I Told You So Rob game. It's just another, like, wow, this was another really good rob. You're just seeing more, you're seeing him do more and more things. And he's threatening, threatening. He's not there yet. He's threatening to start posting guys up. You see him kind of looking for it a little bit. He's trying to catch. He's thinking about going to the basket a little bit and just going up and under up and over with a little baby hook or something. If he gets any of that. Almost yeah. there. Any of that in his repertoire and an absolutely just quick trigger on a 12 foot baseline jumper if he gets it out there, that's going to be really interesting to see. You know, those are the next steps of offensive evolution where he's not just waiting for lobs and rebounds and stuff.
2: The first Rob post up.
1: John, John got goals for for Robin already. He's setting goals. First, oh, he might be tradable Posta?
2: now. I, wow. I they, make it in, into an NFT. they make it into an NFT and it goes for $10 million, the first Rob post up.
3: Yeah so I saw that against the Rockets. So he was catching in the post, turning and dunk. It was kind of like a Dwight Howard post move, but it worked. And he was able to dunk on a few guys with possession plays in the post. And that's something he had I had never seen from him before. So I see that as well, John. The passing is through the roof. His passing is Frankly, the most impressive thing about him, you wouldn't expect a guy who plays his role to be able to dish in the short role. He's a
0: daring passer too. really tight windows. I mean, he's a very clever guy. Nobody, the way he sees it, he tries to squeeze it in. He even had one late in the one in the second half that resulted in a kick. But again, he like sees that little seam or a little lane and he's like, "I, I got it there. I mean, you know, I'm not saying Walton yet, but I mean like that. He's a really, really good passer.
3: Yeah. Tough thing is they lost his minutes by 13. So this is all I'm pushing back on. It's all I've ever pushed back on with you guys with him because I love him. He's There's nothing to hate about this guy. He is a joy to watch. He's a substantial prospect. He was the steal of that draft probably at 27. But – I just never believe that if you push him the thirty minutes, this team suddenly becomes like the two seed in the East, and it's the only thing wrong here. And that it's the most obvious move that they can yeah, make. But to Bobby,
1: we just want to see him progress. Like like John wants to see him check those boxes. And <laughs> he play wants to with
0: him. the starters. Play yeah. with the – run with the ones, okay? What happened yesterday, <laughs> yeah. you know, when yeah. you didn't win some of the Rob minutes? Because because the, the Utah bench absolutely destroyed the Celtics bench, you know? so And Rob mm. was a victim of that. Plus minus is a shit stat because it doesn't – it lacks context. It's a team stat as much as it is an individual stat. Sometimes you can point to a guy and be like, oh. But more often than not, it has to do with the unit that you're playing with and what's happening at that point in time. So it is – you know, look. Sometimes we'll point to it and say, oh, he was plus this and, you know, in our favor. But it looks, the reality no, you're
1: right. is – It looks better when you provide context, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it, – it's, it's it, it, it. you need context with that stat. It, there's no question that the Rob William – Rob's impact in his minutes is substantial. Oh, I, I don't care if he ends up a minus 13 in this. His minutes were – Well, it, it's just impactful. my point
3: that once he starts playing higher leverage minutes against better players, with that starting unit in particular – is what we saw against Utah. It the unlocks first. them. It unlocks their. It, well, it unlocks, unlocks them, but it, it's not going to be the most overwhelming impact anymore. And what you started to lose a little bit with him since they've been mixing and matching the bench is him and Pritchard had a pretty good thing going on with that bench unit against opposing ones, yes. and him and Smart haven't completely been able to replicate it in the Utah game. And then tonight, Pritchard's sharing minutes with Teague a little bit, so yeah, they, they don't have consistent lineups, and that I think hurts everybody involved. It's not yeah. a necessity, but I never think it's a good thing. I they, they can't commit to anything on any given night. Personnel's you know missing, guys so, aren't reliable. It's tough.
2: Another an, another reason why I think we want to see Rob, and I think why a lot of people want to see Rob is when he's out there. I mean, and this is one of one of the questions I had about him going into the season was: Is he checked in? Is he fully invested? And in, is he is he going all out this season? I feel like he has been. I mean, I'm seeing yeah. a lot of I'm seeing a lot out of him. Um, you know, not just this is mentally, a really
3: good week for him,
2: but mentally and like honestly, that, that I think that's the issue a lot of a lot of fans have with this Celtics team is there's not enough of that. There's not a guys that look fully, there's not enough guys who look fully engaged for 48 minutes or you know for the time that they're out there. That's that's my my takeaway for one of the reasons why people want Rob out there. And in a game where Kemba Walker isn't out there, to me Kemba Walker is is the leader of this team. Um, he sets the tone. He's got the positive energy. You see the effort on both ends. And when he's not out there, I think there's a noticeable difference in in energy on both ends. In in like the the idea or the feeling that these guys really want it. You know, and I, I think that's what really bothers a lot of fans is watching them just, you know, sleepwalk on defense and just chuck shots on offense. And, you know, then taken out. The hell is so damn funny.
1: I know why John's laughing, though. No, it's not that. But no, no, that, that's a good. <laughs> you we know, laughing yeah.
2: some comment. Some comment. Yeah,
1: yeah. But no, that's a good point, Jimmy. No, it is. No, seriously. But I, I think, honestly. No, screw you guys. Expect- screw you guys. No, Don't listen.
2: patronize me. Don't patronize me. I'm not.
1: I'm with you. <laughs> not you, buddy. With me. You know <laughs> Hear me out. The difference is that with Kemba's out there, you're putting teams' defenses on their heels. Like, that's the difference. I mean, whether he's killing or not, and more lately, He's been killing him more times than he was before when he first, you know, came back from injury. But when he's attacking the rim, when he's pulling up with that three point, it, it just it puts the defense in a space where they're not comfortable. And I think a lot of the times that's when Jason Tatum, whether it's Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, you know, they get obviously they get better looks that way in transition, and and the, the offense flows better when Kemba's out there.
2: No, I get that. I just to me, it's it's sometimes it's the effort, or it's like the sulking, and it's just the not playing defense. I think that I think it's a little contagious and Kemba does lead the team in smiles and may even lead the league in smiles on top of it all.
1: Well, the tough thing about Kemba. The smile Smile stat.
3: Kemba's been so limited all year, whether it's these back to back. So even the fact that he can't run 39, 40 minutes with Brown and Tatum on nights like this, I thought he was so critical with his facilitation, with the pressure he took off the Jays and a ball handling sense. And even what you mentioned, Jimmy, the fact or Joe just mentioned it, that it's a he's a threat. Teams take him seriously until the day he's out of this right. league. That mm-hmm. dribble, step back, those type of moves, defenses are gonna they appreciate that and yeah, yeah, bite on it. So yeah. that was such an important part of last year's team, his ability to play every single minute with those guys and have them all three of them on the floor together. And the more I think about this team this year, whether it's the exhaustion that set in on the Jays, the Hayward loss, Kemba's injury status, uh, the depths, like this is just such a brutal circumstance for this team this year. And it's, it's been a worst case scenario on all fronts. And I think all the little things like that guys moving in and out of the lineup, Kemba's, you know, five minute gap there with the starters that he can't, sustain with them all that stuff is just adding up and they have really had such a small margin for error that i think their mental fatigue and maybe even like a, a disbelief in this team to some degree they're losing more of those close games i mean look at utah look at how that game ended they're losing those games because of all these things that have piled up on them and i think that they just lack this mental edge two, three plays a night that could swing more of these games in the other direction. And I think what you see with the lack of pace, the urgency, getting on transition, they don't do that kind of stuff enough. That says all of that to me more than anything else. Like they could take advantage of more of these misses, more of these turnovers that they draw. but. I don't know. They just feel slow. And I think Jalen Brown said that after last night's game. They're slow to react. Like things happen and they don't react fast enough to it. They're just moving slowly and mentally they're a little slow this year. It's. Uh, Isn't that what you see on the screen? Like they are uninspiring to watch. So uninspiring. Yeah. We were texting. Oh it, it's, a, it's a hard team to root
0: for right now. You know, there's no fight. And it's uh, not because
3: they're not good enough, and that's why I advocate a trade so much. What would pump this team up more than a guy coming in? They might just remember,
2: not be good enough.
3: Well, remember Jay Crowder, Jimmy? You mentioned this a couple of shows yeah. ago. He comes in after that trade. That team was what, like fourteen and twenty-six at that point, over ten games under five hundred, and he comes in and just starts scrambling everywhere, freeing up Isaiah in the pick and roll with his screens, hitting threes. Yeah. If Harrison Barnes came in the door and started giving them that for 25, 30 minutes a night, then you think that would wake up this team a little bit and say, know. all right, we got, we got what it takes. This whole men- the the team mentality sucks. Um, it
0: just, I know what you- you're
2: saying, Bob, that, that is contagious. So I that's, that's, Harrison Harrison that's the Barnes difference in bad. dialogue
3: we're having right now. And that's why I didn't like when Gorman came out and Ainge came out and they're like, oh, and even Jeff source and the, the whole thing around that, that the Jays can't get this done. They are in an impossible situation, and I understand why it's wearing away at them physically and mentally. And those guys need a break. You guys admit as such. They need not only a night off, they need a guy who can take the ball, make plays for them, and make it easier for them. I know you want to hold them up to a Hall of Fame standard and say, if they're this great, they should be able to figure this out. But they're not LeBron James, and I don't think anyone was disillusioned that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, LeBron James, are ever going to become that.
2: Well, there's only one LeBron James, so no yeah. one and he's the only guy that LeBron. can bring
3: Mo Williams and Semi. O- Imagine LeBron with this team. Semi Ojeley would probably be scoring like 15 points a game.
2: <laughs> LeBron would carry this. The, 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 the Celtics would be in first place in the East if yes. LeBron was on this team. We he's done that with the Cavs multiple times. Um, yeah, and again, so.
0: we're not comparing anybody to LeBron, but I mean, no, it, it's again. I, I I you know every time we have this conversation, and you know you're critical of the Jays. It's only because the standard high. The standard is high. We keep saying it. Is if they were, you know, if they were different guys, there are there are players out there right now who could lead this supporting cast to um, to to a better record than this.
3: There is. It's a fact. I hate the front office mentality. You didn't give this team enough, so it falls on Brad criticism wise, and you start blasting the players because they're not making the most out of the bad situation you handed them. I. I just think it's been so unfair what the Jays have gotten this year, and you know what they need to be better on defense. I fully agree with you guys on that front. But look, I I
0: just, I, I just can't get there honestly. Like, fine, their depth is not great past like seven or so. But you're look, I mean, at the end of the day, you're talking about two all-star players. Kemba Walker, a fringy All Star and an All Star starter last year. Marcus mm-hmm. Smart, that some people ESPN had rated as their 38th best overall player in basketball heading into this season. <laughs> you know, like uh, you know, and 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 Robert yeah. Williams. It's right top now, heavy.
2: It's always been top heavy. It's uh, yeah, not, and Rob, but
0: also and Robert Williams. Who, you know, Daniel Tice, who you like a lot, Bobby. Robert Williams, who is obviously playing, uh, you know, outstanding basketball right now. A couple of contributions from other guys—it's enough to be better than twenty and twenty. I think we're—I think we're giving them too much rope. Um, and Tristan Thompson, okay? You have, these are some—you have professional basketball players on this team. It's not the best cast they've ever had, but give me a break. These are there. It's not like it's like Jason, Jalen, and five Grant Williams. That's not it's who us. they're playing with. There's there is. <laughs> well, there's enough talent on this roster to be way better than 20-20, and 20, and I think it's a total cop-out when we say that they, oh, I feel so bad for what the Jays have been given. They absolutely have enough on
3: this I team don't feel to be better way. than they are. So this is interesting to me because they have three centers, and you were right, John. You said it very early in this season that they shouldn't have had three centers on this team and that mid-level shouldn't have gone to another center because they're missing a wing. There wasn't a great wing out there. We saw Jay Craddock got more money than the mid-level, I believe, yeah. and it was like Tory Craig and guys like that. There weren't great wings out there, but they need a guy at that four spot, whether they're going to go double big or whether they're going to keep spreading it out wing heavy, and I think they can succeed either way if the right personnel is there. So that's where you maybe have to start thinking about LaMarcus Aldridge, and I know they're interested in him. Oh, I don't think any of us are I'm thrilled right. about it. But Man. if you could if you could replace Grant's minutes, Semmy's minutes with a Marcus Aldridge, it'd be awkward. I think you'd still have some of the double big issues there. But that's a real deal for. He can space the floor a little bit. I think he's just been kind of sulking a lot along What's with the. What's cost? He's in a similar way. Nothing. It? No buyout. Money. It's buyout. buyout. Yeah, he's true. not coming here. I think. I think
0: the yeah, three teams. Keys-
2: How would he come here?
3: Well, they're they're on the three teams interested in him. I think it was Portland, Boston, and one other team. So the interest isn't going to be strong for him because he hasn't hasn't looked great at all this year. So that's the kind of guy like Greg Monroe a few years ago that you maybe take a flyer on. Washington, Washington.
1: that's good. Greg Monroe
3: was so depressing.
1: The Greg Nets, the, right. Nets out, the Nets are looking at b He was and like, guy for sure. what? guy. <laughs>
0: like we we cut him like four
3: times during the year, and I didn't even know he was gone. I was like, oh, he's gone.
0: I was like, he's here again.
3: So my, my point is, how can we look at the situation and say, oh, there's nothing they could do to improve? Like, no additions going to help this team. They need help so badly that who knows? Like a, a minor fringe guy, and I know like JJ Reddick's been it. thrown around. Those guys can make a substantial impact. They they could be better. I,
0: they I could, agree. They could somebody be better can, today. Can they could be better today than they are now.
2: <laughs> somebody can help, but is it he going to help them enough? Is, is really
0: they might not be conference finals good. They're better than twenty. There's, be, there's better For talent sure. than twenty and twenty. I'm blaming the players. No, on we that. know that they started in three. So yeah, everybody here desperately, like I said, is I, I. And that's the one place I don't think we're being too hard on Jalen and Jason. They should be. They should have been able to lead this cast of characters to better than twenty and twenty. Okay, so they're not doing it. Everybody here wants to kill Brad. I can't do the Brad conversation because again, it's a hard one to have. I, you know where I land on it. I am not. I, you. I don't know,
3: you that, know what they want Brad to do at this point. Go out and hit five three pointers and swing.
0: <laughs> what else can you do? What I'm saying is, if you get to the point that you acknowledge that the talent is good enough to be performing better than they are, then is you. Were, I, believe yeah, so. I believe so. I believe so. I believe so. I believe this ta- the talent on this team is that they, they're better than 20 and 20.
2: Yeah, I think most people it's would. Re- nobody would be. Nobody would be disappointed as disappointed as they are in the comments section right now, right? If if they all thought, that, oh well, this is as good as they are. This is what we expected. Nobody expected this going into the season. Be real.
3: Yeah, I get
0: I guess you have a point there. That's what I mean. Is like this is still even by. I was very worried about this season because I, th- I thought the Hayward yeah. loss was going to be significant. I didn't think they did the right things to address any needs in the offseason. So it was just going to be, and then there was the Kemba concerns. I-, I thought they'd be worse, but this is, by worse, it means they went to the conference finals last year, and if they were healthy, they'd probably get to the finals. So in my mind, this is a finals team that would have been worse this year by a little bit. They're, they're worse by a lot of bit. <laughs> it's, 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 they are right. way well, they're, worse. They're, this is a team that absolutely was going to the finals last year if Hayward doesn't get hurt. And they are battling for a playoff spot. It's disgraceful at this point. It's disgraceful. Right.
2: And I mean I I remember before the season started I was not super pumped about their roster, but even I didn't think that you know the playoffs would be in question. I didn't put them at the top of of the East, but I, you know, I put them, you know, I think we all had them around like three or four in the East, you know, depending on how a couple other things shook out. Um, And now it's like, we just talked about earlier, like they could be looking, they could be in the outside looking in, in in like a game or two.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you this question for real. If you go by it. Okay. Tristan, we can we can debate whether or not he's been what was advertised, I think a little less. Let's call it a wash, roughly the type of player you thought that you were getting. What's actually interesting, if you break down this team, like they lost Hayward, obviously that's a big deal, but both Tatum and Brown, at least statistically, they've raised the level of their play. Uh, Kemba Walker in his last 10, 15 games has been pretty flat over what he was, pretty close to what he was last year. Rob has made a huge leap. Tice is still Tice. And Pritchard gave you something you didn't exist. You could actually argue there were more positives you weren't counting on from this season than there are negatives. It comes
3: and goes though, night in and night out. I know,
0: but still, still, piles up. But still, there's you got a couple things going in your favor you didn't count on to begin the year, which is Pritchard being a, a rotation ready off the bench point guard, and Rob Williams being center one on this team. You didn't count on either of those things and you have those two things going in your favor on top of a a, a team that has two it's been a month and a players half. and they're
3: still 20 and 20? I that I, again it's just what what the problem is it's coming in spurts? Tice had the, like a three week stretch where he was outstanding. Pritchard obviously shot like 44% from 3 to start the year and he's probably more like 33 34 effort, the last month. It's uh, effort and it's focus, and that
0: stuff, you put it on the players, but you also put it on the coach. You can't get a team to come out and play with effort. That's a problem. It's a problem, okay? And I know the Brad defenders are out there every night like, oh, well, Brad couldn't, you know, I guess they expected Brad to hit that three or Brad to hustle. No, but your team doesn't show up and scores 38 points against the Cavs in the first half and gives up 117 to the worst offense in basketball. That's effort. It's effort. It's effort. You know that looks that that looks ill on the coach when you when your players come out there and and and, and do this
1: over yeah. and over and over, over and over again, again. right yeah.
0: and that's the fi- problem there is that's do what you, fire you got it. it's not Brad's a smart guy or a good Xs and Os guy or a <sighs> good coach it's a, the team is continually coming out and, and 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 laying eggs like
3: this at some point you need accountability yeah so that's the other thing too they're not going to they're not going to fire him no matter what so that's another area of stagnancy. Maybe that would change things. I don't believe it would, but if you really think that would nail this team I and get them going,
1: know. I don't know. But you're starting. He, to
0: work, you want to put your finger on like what's that. going on, and when you see he this, you get frustrated.
1: Like yeah, I, I don't think you do that mid-season with with this team. You know, unless something really bad. <laughs> <don't> <laughs>
3: You don't do anything this season. You don't, tra- you don't do trades. You don't change the coach. You just go to how many games are they playing this year? 72. That's what, like 30, 36 and 36. That's where, that's where they're going to finish. <laughs> sometimes the best plan
0: is to – sometimes it's just – look, no, no general manager is going to come out and tell fans who, you know, I mean, you want to pay – You want you, in a normal world, you want to pay to go see games and you want to support you and you want to care. You're not going to tell them. We gave up on this season months ago, but the reality is they might have given up on this season months yeah. ago, and that happens. Mm-hmm. There, t- this absolutely is a thing in sports. They assess the roster and they say, "There's no friggin' way we're doing anything to improve this team. We're riding out the storm, and whatever mm-hmm. happens, happens, and we're gonna reset." And that that's part of life. That's part of sports, it, but they don't tell you that. Can well, like, you imagine to that one?
1: That that one owner is just telling Danny, "See, yo, I told you." Teak's trash man I told you
3: can no. you imagine if for 32 <laughs> more nights we have to do the up and down where semi h- hits six threes one night and the whole team's fixed and then the next night it's just this is why, comments fire
0: this is why I don't do apology cams okay because one day later I'm gonna want it to, I'm gonna want it back okay
3: oh this season if they if they just keep riding this wave oh it's gonna be a long ride to the finish
2: oh, this wave this is,
3: because we know what's going to happen. They're going to go 36 and 36 and lose in round one. That's what's going to happen. We can predict it now. Yeah, well, now I that mean, the, now the Heat have a reason, definitely.
2: <laughs> they better try to avoid then, that. Forget, Ari- forget a reason. <laughs> they have to do whatever they can to avoid that matchup. So
3: Beyond a they're 9 and 1 in the last 10. Yeah. They're getting healthy. Yeah. Jimmy, post COVID, they've been great
1: yeah jimmy's back that's what it is jimmy
3: came back they got they they got good again and tatum's still talking about covid so when was the last time he said something i think it was yesterday yeah yeah he He said he still doesn't feel himself yeah
1: it's not good
3: and that's that's another factor in this season it's almost like the patriots Like, can you put it all on Cam getting COVID? But there was a lot of weird stuff that went wrong with that team that you say. It was just not only were there roster issues with that team, but a lot of weird stuff happened. And it was a similar COVID year where you just say, wow, a lot of, a lot of, Bad stuff happened this year, and maybe that's just a yeah. circumstance of all of that. The
2: GM of that team screwed up royally too last season.
3: <laughs> but so that's why I don't like firing Brad because I think this year is so weird. And I've said this across sports, frankly. I mean, in college, coaches coaches have been fired left and right. Teams are doing buyouts. You look at those situations and you say, "This is a weird year." So you're gonna make these drastic moves, change your front office, change your coach situation because of a weird year where just stuff's nothing's normal, and you're gonna approach it like normalcy. That's why that more than anything is why I'm against firing Brad. Because I think he has a proven track record over seven years before this of coaching outstanding. And this year, just because it got wacky, injury struck, COVID struck. COVID hits, they have an awful schedule. You're going to fire a coach over that. Now, if they miss the playoffs, we'll All see. Right, that would okay, be unacceptable. Rivers.
1: All right, Doc, tell him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my like God. You got canned. <laughs> but that's fair. I
3: gonna, we, we, No, I we're agreed with not the, doing I didn't, a, we're
1: I didn't not doing like the Clippers firing
3: Doc. I we're thought that was like a bad move.
1: That was like verbatim what he said, literally. That, that was his speech. No,
2: yeah, that was kind <laughs> yeah. of where I
3: pulled that from, too. Like, a lot of people have been talking about that.
1: But again,
2: you know what, you know truth. what, Bobby, you know what, Bobby, Bobby, if Doc lost that locker room or if they tuned him out, nobody was really saying, "Oh, Doc can't, Doc can't coach anymore." He just couldn't coach those guys anymore for whatever reason, and he's he's doing a hell of a doc a hell of a job in Philly. So again, I mean, you might not have agreed with it, and maybe it felt unfair, and maybe Doc was pissed about it, but I I'm pretty sure he's okay with how it turned out, and I, I'm pretty sure maybe the Clippers probably are too. Here's, a really a thing.
0: Job. Here's an underrated aspect of coaching, okay? The, your coach is the leader, okay? You're there, and you're used to things going a certain way, and then one day they're not going that way, and you look around for answers. And when the guy doesn't have the answers, even if it's not his fault, and even if there's nothing humanly possible he can do to conjure answers, and you keep going out there, and then you walk off with your head hanging low after losing to the Cleveland Cavaliers, you start <laughs> to lose some faith. That stuff happens. It's real. You're looking for, like, make this better. You know, do the thing that you do, which is coach and make us better. And when the results aren't better, even if it's really the personnel or a bunch of other issues that don't have to do with the coach, you start to lose faith in the message. It happens, you know, like it could happen to anybody, even the best coaches out there. Like, why does Bill Belichick work? He's an asshole. He's tough to play for and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, you're rewarded because you're like, wow, he did put us in the best position to win. But and when you're consistently play. playing bad basketball and you don't feel you're in the best position to win, you wonder: Is it the right you rookie? end up
2: like it, Matt Patricia?
0: Yeah, right. I mean, it doesn't work. That so when when the no. coach, when you're not, you, you. And again, it's not. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying players sometimes we use the term tune out. I don't know if that's the right word, but sometimes it just. He doesn't make the impact necessary to to, to 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 push the team in the right direction. I don't know yeah. if that's happened, but that's I, a that's a tough we, phrase.
1: I, well to keep the, to keep the comparison going with Doc real quick, I just want to get this in there. Um, you know, one of the quotes Sorry, that right stood out, of out time. to me one of the one of the on, Jimmy. one of the quotes that stood out to me like a week removed was was when he said, Listen, when a team when, when the conversation is being had about if the team is better moving forward or how can he fix things. That's when you know it's time to go. So I mean, I keep yawning. Brad, Brad <laughs> could reach that point at the end of this season. I mean, we talked about that, you know. And I think Brad could be in a space where, he, or at least Danny could be in a space where he thinks, listen, if we're having this conversation and if it's getting to a point where we're not quite sure, or, or or Brad's not quite sure what the next big move is to fix things, then that's a conversation to have. Where okay, well, the next step is who's a potential replacement. But I don't know if the this has reached that point I, again. That's an off-season conversation. I mean, we got to see this team through.
3: Yeah, to continue that comparison. More? If you're like if you if you like the Clippers and you just move to the next guy down yeah, the I think bench. You
1: started it too, right? I don't know, Bobby did. Bobby said,
3: if you just move to the next guy down the bench, Jay Laranega, what's going to change, here? No, oh, man. Tylo Tyloo hasn't changed too much about the Clippers this year. I know they've had spurts, but they're still an awful fourth quarter pretty, team. I was team. pretty
0: freaking certain moving from Claude to Cassidy wasn't going to make a difference, and the Bruins immediately played like a different team. You know? Different, different and sport. I'm saying is sometimes it's a different approach. It's a different mentality. It's just new life. It's something. I'm not saying do it, and I'm not saying Laranega is the answer. What I'm saying is you may just be in a situation where – it just isn't working, any like we're just looking for some level of accountability. I'm only talking about the effort. When you see the team play dead ass like they have been uh, <laughs> too many, too many occasions, you know, I I, I I may blame the players first, guy, absolutely, but somebody has to be able to get something out of these guys, you know. I right, was Let
1: me ask you this: What about the Indiana University stuff? All that talk, all that all that noise from the NCAA? Oh, he's going. Well, what I mean by that is that is, is there a, is there effect on the players on that? Are the players thinking to themselves, "Oh, here we go again"? They probably don't even
3: know what happened.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I think well, players are a little bit. bit. Maybe some of them are like, you know what, Brad? Maybe that's the move for you. You know, and and, and let's go into this Cleveland game and let's play your game plan and see where it takes us. And then at the end of the day, like we've seen so many times throughout the course of the regular season, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum say, "Ah, oh, seven, seven point game, fourth quarter." We're just gonna take management into our own hands. There's that. a the
3: chance Romeo Langford doesn't even know his old coach got fired. <laughs> like I I wouldn't the be players
2: surprised. are are thinking about the uh, trade deadline before they're thinking about uh, Brad. Probably right now,
3: Romeo.
0: Romeo. All right,
2: Just to continue oh. the comparison just a little bit longer. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> the
3: last, thing,
0: the last oh, thing
1: on Brad, what do you <laughs> have? <What? laughs>
2: the last thing on Brad with this phrase. So two
3: basketball. <laughs> two two nuts are hard, a hard phrase to hammer down because I think the Ooh, people say they're executing the plays and they're doing the X's and O's. And even tonight, they played the zone pretty well and they did a lot yeah, of things. The pressed they down did. the stretch. So they, it's, not like it's not like they're going out there. 2019, there was a little bit of, and Terry Roger said that they weren't doing the game plan. They were just doing their own thing out there. I don't think that's the case this year. But on certain nights, are they just like, yeah, whatever, and they tune it out, and they're not as committed? I think that's yeah. more of a situation we have here where they're not tuned in every night. It's not like three weeks ago they said, screw right. Brad, I'm done with him, and every single night since they've been out on him. I no. think it's more of an ebb and flow thing. Like like Jimmy said
0: earlier, and this is something I always look out for. Sometimes it's what people don't say that's a bigger issue than what they do say. And you know, you you have not heard the you know those ringing endorsements and the in Brad we trust sort of stuff. And like Brad, Brad's the best coach in the league, and he's going to write the ship, and we have total faith. Like you don't hear it, um, which doesn't mean they don't think it, but. When you do hear it, it reinforces it. So, again, it, the silence sometimes speaks volumes, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, And so that you, you, you're not hearing tons of that um, there. But I don't know. It's, it's a tough conversation to have. I, I always have a different time having it because you don't know deep down what it's like in the locker room, what's the real issue. There could just be problems with select players in there that they can't get to work and do the thing that they want to do, and he's – Brad's – banging his head against the and Jalen and Jason are trying to do everything they can behind the scenes. And it's just not working. So it's just Man. not, it's a, it's a hard one to judge. That's it really is. Um, so I, I, I don't know, but we're, we're past an hour here. We got Sacramento on Friday. It's a school night. Jimmy checked out like 30 minutes hey, ago. Real quick. Dude, like, you I, can't oh, stop, really I can't
2: stop yawning, dude.
3: I know. <laughs> dude. I know we touched on it briefly, but what did you guys think of that PJ Tucker trade? Is that going to, is that going to do anything? I don't think it no, think.
1: Bro. The better question is, what do we think of that hat on your head, Bobby? Yeah.
3: Jeez, <laughs> What's
2: that hat say? What's that People? hat
1: Where did you Get that hat from
3: it, so people who keep asking in the comments, it's St. Patrick's Day. It's a, it's a. I got it for buying a Guinness, so I just took it and and I've been is winning that it ever since.
2: Guinness time. on on the hat?
3: No, so it was the restaurant. It. Oh,
2: the bar. Rag- Ragland
3: the Ragland
1: Road. Yeah. Hey, no free Ragland pub, Road. no free pub, no free publicity.
2: Where is yeah. that? Oh, is that in Ir- Is that in? Wait a second. Is that in um, Florida? Yeah. Yeah, Orlando, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know my. I know my bars
1: man. Yeah, how did you? I know My Irish bar. That? Yeah, what the
2: what? Dude, There's that's an elite. That that's five an... of those
1: across the country. What are the chances <laughs> you <laughs> nailed that one right there? That's bro?
2: an elite Irish bar in the uh Disney World area. Yeah, what's
1: it and called? Uh, Patty's Irish. Like yeah. other 27 patties across the country.
2: I Got <laughs>
0: more. Uh, very nice. A um, couple other. So give
1: zero fucks you.
0: about this conversation.
3: No, Whoa. i hate St. Patrick's Day.
0: No, if it's I a hate,
2: Greek holiday. We have to do forty-five no, minutes. No, I
0: hate, I hate amateur hour drinking holidays. I'm a professional drinker. Uh, I you. These, okay. These, okay.
2: I'm a, I'm a, prof- okay, I'm a
0: professional think, drinker. This is I an amateur am drinker. Over, and only one guy is- has
2: been drunk on the show.
0: And this is an,
3: and yes, you have. <laughs> it's it's half it's half that, John, for the people who just wear That's, a green shirt and grab some beers. It's an amateur it's- hour. A holiday. My if you love Ireland, that's this is the other half of
0: it. But so, I think I, I don't so don't to to tomorrow's my twins' day.
1: birthday. It's not the same. We
0: were I was dying for them not to be born on this ridiculous holiday where they'd have to go out <laughs> and celebrate it with these friggin'
3: drunken, you know How close <laughs> you? just,
0: just How hold close? on
2: honey one more day. One yeah. more day.
3: I will say that St. Patrick's Day parade in Boston is a mess. You're right about that. John. It's a mess. <laughs> oh, Boston, I went man. to that once. Best day in Boston is the marathon. Uh, I, w- I went to that parade yeah, once and I said, no. yeah. I-, I went to that parade once and I said, never again. This is. Oh, this you're is a, a lot life. of
2: fun. This guy's. <laughs> a blast I used to crush
1: the, the float.
2: I used to crush St. Patrick's Day holiday in Boston. I haven't obviously this year and last year we didn't get to, but. I understand it. So that is a very sloppy day. You have to do it the right way. You have to have like a somebody you know has to live there. You have to have a cool house party. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be stuck in the parade or anything like that. You got to be out. The, the, at spot the there. key thing, the key thing, about. everyone watching who's going to be at the St. Patrick's Day parade next year, you got to know when to leave. You got to know when it's time to go. You start early. You end early. Did I get to yeah. uh Self self imposed maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just, just, a, a, just
0: a brief timeout, and a and
2: a couple <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got uh, a couple texts.
0: We mentioned this briefly. I normally don't do this, but I did want to say because I mentioned the best days in Boston, and one of them is the Boston Marathon. And today, anybody who grew up in Boston has to know who yes. this is, okay? Yeah, um, yes. So Dick Hoyt passed away Legendary. at eighty. Uh, and again anybody who grew I grew up on the marathon route um, uh, this is every time that they would go by is the most inspiring uh, moment of the race for anybody who doesn't know 32 marathons with his son Rick who uh, was a quadriplegic born with cerebral palsy and he ran it he ran the marathon thirty-two times. He, they did three Ironmans. He ran one marathon with his son in two hours and forty minutes, pushing the chair. The last one they did was twenty fourteen. This wow. was obviously one of the, like the massive highlights of any uh, Boston mm-hmm. Marathon, and anybody if you were here, it mm-hmm. one of the things that inspired me to run the marathon. Uh, it just and. Uh, Dick Hoyt passed away today at the age of 80. So, uh, an inspiring story. Uh, you know, a true athlete, a terrific father, and a million different things there. And it just a piece of Boston. If you grew up here, that this is something that like this meant a lot. So, this one shook me a little. This is one of those where you feel it um, yeah. t- today. So, this was. I uh, just wanted to give a, a quick shout out to uh, to the Hoyts and Dick Hoyt and anybody whoever. Uh, you know, experience that, you know, you know how special that was. So that was something that, uh, that, that happened today.
2: Great call, sure. John. That's a good, tr- call. that's a good tribute. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, I think there's a statue of him too, along the route, um, that, that was put up, um, you know, some, some amount of years ago. Um, so you can, you can definitely look that up and I'm sure you can find it, but when they were racing and I've been a, so many, you're right, John, that's the best day of the year. Talk yep. about a a marathon for everybody, involved, not the the
1: just the
0: people I, running. I've had I've had fourteen hour drinking marathons, and I've yeah. run it. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> which which one's harder? I don't know. <laughs> the, 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 the drinking know the from, to the from eight a.m. To, to midnight might be harder than than
1: running it. <laughs> right,
2: and uh, when when they when they're going. That's one of the loudest cheers you hear the you know, Yes, the
1: entire, you would
0: wait for it, right? wherever spot you were yeah, in. Yeah, you
1: knew exactly where they were, exactly. And you would wait
0: for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And every time you'd get, and I got chills now, you get, you get the chills every time
3: they passed, you know? Mm-hmm. It was it's just pro- amazing to see it, yeah. It's probably the closest thing you could feel, and if you get to run it, I ran in 2018, and it's the closest thing you can get to actually being in like a professional sport event.
2: Because yeah. of the crowd. Sure. You get
3: you get to hear what it's like to be like on the four T garden and have the crowd going nuts. It's, it's special for sure. Yep. Well, wow,
0: I guess um, me and
2: Joe Sway have to run it.
1: You down?
0: Yeah, I'm retired. I ran it in 20, in 08 and 09. And that, that's, that's it.
1: <laughs> I it's all, it, about it. That's about it. That's, that, that's it. That's all, all, all. My, resume, my running resume, but no, yeah, that's a great shout out, John. Uh, the Hoyts actually, when I was in elementary school, they actually visited us and it was pretty cool because obviously we, you know, you grow up and you keep seeing them year after year, you know, doing the race and I just thought it was just so special for them to do that last one after the bombing. And, uh, yeah, like you said, man, everyone looks out for them and you, you know, you, you hear the crowd, you could tell when they're coming, you know, when they're getting close and, um, you know, it's, it's actually shout out to, to Cedric Maxwell. He actually, uh, brought that this, they, they, you know, honored uh, the Hoyts during the broadcast and, and, and Max told a pretty cool story about that too, about how yeah. he'd always, he'd always look out for them every year. Cause he actually didn't live too far from the, uh, the, the route and he would try to uh, check in every year at some point throughout the route.
3: That, yep. That's something we missed the last few years. It's like, when, when are they finally going to have that marathon again? They keep it's in October. About the it's and- coming
0: in October. It's a shorter field, but I mean, by that point um, there could be people out there uh, again, the Hoyts haven't run it for several years, but it just feels like they were there all the time. So yeah, um, that was, was a, that was a tough one. Oh, uh, as far yeah. as tonight, again, the Celtics lose. Um, there's not a ton to say about it. They're 20 and 20 on the year. Sacramento on Friday. This is the uh, this is the game where you trap Harrison Barnes at the Garden and you never
3: let him leave.
1: <laughs> we contract. got to do
3: more Harrison Barnes talk on Friday. when so
1: the gonna... locker rooms, guys, you know you're going to see it.
2: Well, we got a little Larry Nance preview tonight. Yeah,
1: Nance played a nice game. I, I don't think they're
0: giving him up. I don't think he makes a difference, but again, something <laughs> what is
3: what does make a difference mean? He's not yeah, gonna I'm lead them to the
0: championship, but he would help a lot. He would help. So that's it. We'll wrap it up uh for Bobby and his funny hat. And uh yeah.
1: And Bobby, uh, day day? yeah. What's that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> he got one of those like old 60s hats or whatever. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: You'll like see the hair again
3: on Friday. Thank you guys he looks for like watching. Subscribe, he looks
0: like subscribe, 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 subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's Telegram. a lot of ways you
1: can go with that hat. Yeah. That's
0: true. Bring a friend to the show next time, okay? Thank you guys for joining, and we'll see you.